The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's that time of year. This is our build-up to the Breeders' Cup, part one. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn. And, man, I've, I've got someone here that I'm I'm dubbing. I'm not sure. She hasn't said yes to the job yet, but uh, I feel like she probably will. Uh, the Notorious OTV's official exclusive prime plus bloodstock agent oh there you go <laughs> ren carruthers joining me today ren how's it going oh it's going great i love it give me give me all those great titles i love it yeah i is i've learned that as long as you add prime and plus to a title usually it, it indicates you know a little bit more prestige to it uh how pumped are you for the breeders cup oh my gosh i'm so excited i i i have my uh wardrobe coming together because as you know, that's part of the fun. But yeah, it's just really been a cool ride through the challenge series. So it'll be interesting to see how these two-year-olds on Future Stars Friday shape up uh, now that we're at the championships. Because they're going to see crowds uh, unlike the, you know unlike they've seen before. So uh, it, it should be again very interesting. Because for them, it's it's not just from the talent uh, perspective that we're going to be looking at them, but also you know can they keep it together mentally. That's something that that I think people just don't really consider a lot of times is you, you see these these animals that are, you know, you've got running lines on paper, like there's some sort of machine that you expect to run a certain way. But you got to have it together between the between the ears if you're actually going to win some of these races, especially when they're when they're this young. So, I I mean, can we get like a preview of what the fit's going to be for for the, the Breeders' Cup weekend? You know what direction you're going to go with the uh, the outfit? Well, I, I don't yet know how I'm going to play all the respective races. We do have five future stars Friday. Uh, oh, I was talking about, I was about the clothes. I was talking about the outfit itself. Oh, the clothes. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Well, I've got my headpieces. So mm. uh, from this great designer in Australia. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, no, she's great. And I'll, I'll be giving her some love on Twitter once I get those photos posted up. But um, yeah, I, it's coming together. I'm, I'm now confused which one to wear on which day because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, this one might fit better for Future Stars Friday, but I would rather wear it Saturday. So it's one of those boring girls overthinking it. <laughs> scenario. I had, so when I went to the BC last year, like I, I had not worked a corporate job in quite some time. And it occurred to me that like, I just didn't have anything that wasn't like basketball shorts and t-shirts anymore. <laughs> so I managed to make... Um, <laughs> Uh, $100 at Target uh, work for me like the mice in Cinderella and had to Target Target yeah I had to Target Target it and uh, managed to make $100 into two outfits for Saturday or for Friday and Saturday at the Breeders Cup and Rob nobody's checking your label nobody's checking your label no well I mean no one's checking it, but I feel like they probably knew. I was around. Yeah. I was around some people that I I did not feel 
I did not feel like I was uh, wealthy enough to listen to their conversations. Like I felt like I should probably just like not be seen and just kind of like walk away. No, I'm, I'm, I'm really of the opinion that I, it's a little bit different for women just because uh, there are certain uh, designs that you know right away, oh, that's so-and-so or it's so-and-so. But there's so many knockoffs nowadays too, where I, I tell you what, like, I don't know if somebody's wearing something that costs them thousands of dollars or costs them a hundred bucks. And I'm not going to ask. So, <laughs> right now, there's it. Listen, Target is a go-to for me. I can I can make it look good at Target That's for hundred right. I, I think I nailed it last year. It's all but, about the swagger. Oh yeah, it's how you carry yourself. Um, mm -hmm. Also, it's my face. My face. Yes. Is really. The beard makes it. Come on. They lift. They elevate the entire <laughs> look. I was thinking about going that way myself, but I don't think I could pull it off. <laughs> You could get I so I looked for this whenever my children were born. Is I since I knew I was having girls, I wanted to get like crocheted like knit beards that I could like wow. hang over their ears. <laughs> so I had someone who looked like me in the house, you know. That's awesome. Well, you know what? I mean, not to keep this conversation on a tangent, but uh, I am Middle Eastern, and if you've checked any of our uh, ancient bas reliefs or, or other uh, sculptures from thousands of years ago in the Assyrian Empire. Our beard game for the men was strong. So maybe you could do something to emulate that at some point. I try to keep it shaped, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I've <laughs> Listen, things are cyclical. I'm always going back and looking at uh, ancient civilizations to figure yeah. out where the next move in the beard game. Yeah. Why not so. bring it back? Old school, vintage. Yeah, start like, bearding it like some sort of weird Viking. I'm all I'm all in. I'm doing, I'm trying everything. I'm trying to be a, a tastemaker. Everything old is new again. That's right. <laughs> But I didn't bring Ren here just to talk beards. We are doing our preview for the Breeders' Cup. We're doing three episodes each Monday until Breeders' Cup week. Uh, where we're going to have a couple of guests on. We're going to talk about just storylines, things to look for for Breeders' Cup weekend. Because you know what? It's too much to fit into one episode. And if you're looking at the Breeders' Cup for one week, then you're probably losing your bets more than likely. So we are calling in the experts to help. We're going to get into that when we get back from this ad break. We will be right back with more Notorious OTV. Thinking of joining WinBet? Well, now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. If you're looking to join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club, Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. WinBet is truly hashtag DGENs only. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms, conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, we are no, no, so, like I said, the reason we brought Ren here is Ren knows her stuff when it comes to pedigrees. And with the Breeders' Cup, you have a little thing called Future Stars Friday, where these are all babies, all two-year-old two horses that are running. And I've always had the personal theory that when you have horses that young, when you have horses that are potentially asked to do things for the first time that they've never been asked to do, that's when pedigree really comes into handicapping. So we brought in just someone who's got 
an extensive amount of knowledge. I mean, she had to swing on a vine over a pit of snakes to find the ancient book where they keep all this pedigree information. <laughs> it blows my mind that she can retain all this. Uh, but yeah, Ren's got five notes for us. Things pedigree-wise for Future Stars Friday to keep in mind. Uh, let's go, go ahead and kick us off. What's your first note, Ren? Well, my first note is actually going to be the exclamation point. Uh, as you said, two-year-olds are going to be doing a lot of things for the first time. Um, and in many ways, you can look at that card and really think, okay, you don't know when a two-year-old is potentially going to jump up like, over its peers. So there's going to be a, a lot of opportunity to beat favorites, right? I would say the one lock, <laughs> and I've been pretty good at figuring out who the locks on the cards are. Mm-hmm. Um, the one lock this year, for sure, I got to say is Cave Rock. He just towers above the two-year-old division right now. He's answered every test. Uh, he is three for three. He's won all starts on the front end and by open lengths. Uh, the last being the American Sparrow grade one race. Also, uh, it, it might bear repeating for people who followed racing, maybe don't realize that the American Sparrow was the front runner uh, before. But uh, again, he just is, I don't know, he's breathing different air as the cliche goes. 101 buyer on debut in that American Sparrow, 104. That was his first uh, test routing, mile and the 16th. That is the distance of the fan du- juvenile. And I just don't see any reason why he isn't going to continue to progress. This is the son of Arrogate, who Bob Baffert also trained Arrogate, uh, champion three-year-old of 2016. He put together that amazing uh, winning streak. I mean, going, <laughs> he, he, when he won the Breeders' Cup Classic, for example, uh, I thought it was so impressive enough on its own. But then he came back in 2017 to win the Pegasus World Cup Invitational. Then he went over to Dubai and put in that stunning performance in the World Cup. So sadly, we lost Arrogate in 2020. This is a second crop representative and doing the doing the old boy um, proud, I would say. So not only do you have an Arrogate on the top, Dam is by Bellamy Road. He won the Wood Memorial. The second Dam is by Dynaformer. Dynaformer is a huge, and I can't stress enough, a huge source of stamina. So I don't see, again, any problem with this horse continuing to go forward and shine. And uh, I just think it's really impressive the way in which he is winning because he's doing it so easily. So, I mean, first I, I want to point out, you know, like we said, RIP Arrogate. Uh, this is essentially like a, think of it as a limited edition horse. Yeah. There's not going to be any more Arrogate babies produced. But no. if we think back to Arrogate himself, he didn't really explode onto the scene until his three-year-old year. Uh, right. I don't think he even made a start as a two-year-old. But it seems like his his offspring are very talented racing as two-year-olds. Is there anything in the pedigree that you think really explains why his two-year-olds are are becoming such fast starters? Well, the one thing I would say, and you're right, I mean, that Travers was just breathtaking, right? Yeah. (laughs) but Yeah, for someone who was alive to not irrigate for the pick five there, it was very breathtaking. (laughs) I I am sorry. I am sorry. I would say, you know, one of the things that really stands out when you look at it is, I mean, right off the top, he is by Unbridled Song. Unbridled Song won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile back in 1995. So, like I said, right there uh, is, is, is cause to, you know, not be shocked that his two-year-olds uh, could be performing at this level. Because let's not forget, uh, winning the Del Mar Debutante and then the Chandelier was another 
uh, scion of Arrogate being and tell me no lies, the Philly. So it, it was kind of fun to see that double happening uh, on those big race days out there in California. Um, I will say also, not to be forgotten, is that Arrogate's third dam. So third dam, your first dam's your mom, your second dam is your grandma, the third dam is your great grandma. That's mm -hmm. Meadow Star. Meadow Star won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. So I, I, I do think that is why, again, we're seeing this type of quality uh, in this crop here. All right. So Ed, you kind of went into to deeper into the, because I was looking at Cave Rocks, uh, you know, like I think four or five generation pedigree. And <laughs> the, the, the names that the names that popped out, Dynaformer, Bellamy Road, Unbridled mm -hmm. Song, Unbridled, of course, Distorted Humor. Do you mm. think that's this? I mean, this is looking past Breeders' Cup weekend. Is this a horse you think it could be effective out to a mile and a half? Oh, yeah. Easily. And in fact, yeah. And this is just a fun fact because it is far back in the pedigree. But I will say this is his female family. And why female families are important is because that's really how we determine class levels. Mm -hmm. It's the it's the mirror. It's the mirror's direct line. So mom, her mom, her mom, her mom, so on, so on, forth. You know what they've produced and what their branches then of that tree have produced. Well, this family produced Roll Away, Triple Crown Champion. So, yeah, I uh, this is a horse that definitely, you know, all goes right. I mean, obviously, we love to bubble wrap these horses if we can. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I could see this as a horse who down the line we see heading on the classic uh, path. Derby, I'm glad you said, said bubble wrap because I often look for horses uh, out of Farragut's <laughs> mom, Bubbler. Right, um, exactly. So you got my pun. <laughs> I did. I did. It was a real low key pun. So I wanted to make sure that it, it got all the attention that it needed. <laughs> so you had another note for us talking about Wonder Wheel. What can yeah. you tell us about Wonder Wheel? Well, Wonder Wheel I mean, is a great song by Oasis, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Oh, the Wonder brothers, Wheel. the brothers. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I know. I know what's up. I used to be a radio DJ. Um, so, yeah, well, the, the thing about Wonder Wheel that I, you know, I'm a big fan of her ownership, DJ Stable, uh, trained by Mark Cassie. You know, I think it's really fun when you see a horse come into uh, the Breeders' Cup and it almost feels as though they have unfinished business for their, for their either father or their mother. And in this case, Wonder Wheel's dam, Wonder Gal, was third in the 2014 Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. And I love that. <laughs> so when... Is there like a, a overwhelming history of, you know, horses that have been like juvenile Philly participants having their offspring show up in, in the juvenile kind of future races or, or you know, any of the, the breeders? I mean, that we kind of I think you kind of touched on it last time. It seems like really just horse racing comes from, you know, she got it from her mama. She got it from her mama. Well, I think one of the best examples of that um, would be uh, so personal Ensign won the distaff, right? Then Personal Ensign uh, produced My Flag, who won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. And then My Flag produced Storm Flag Flying, who won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. So it happens. Um, we saw, for example, I mean, in this case, it was uh, it was uh, 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 Lady Shipman in the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint. But she came so close there uh, at the wire. Had to settle for second. But then, of course, we saw Golden Pal win the Juvenile Turf Sprint. And then avenging her. And then uh, he went on to win the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint. We're going to see him back, uh, trying to do that again here at Keeneland. 
and so it is fun when you do see that in the family. I feel like it does set up for a fun storyline. The other thing I thought was fun about Wonder Gal, because on that same card, we also had uh, the Jessamine, right? And Delight mm -hmm. won the Jessamine. Well, Delight is a daughter of Mendelssohn. Mendelssohn won the juvenile turf back in 2017, and his half brother is into mischief, and that is the sire of Wonder uh, of uh, uh, Wonder Wheel. So I think it's kind of fun when you look at that. And of course, into mischief and Mendelssohn are both half brothers to the great first ballot Hall of Famer Beholder. So mm -hmm. I love all of that. <laughs> all right. So you had another note for us. Go ahead, kick it off. Note number three. Okay. Well, wh I'm not sure. Well, I'll go back up. To oh, sure. One this, of my this, that oh, sorry. Go ahead. This is the one that uh, I I wasn't sure what you meant on your notes. So I was just like, oh, I'm no going to let Ren really get into this and just fire from the hip. Uh, it's the One X fam. The One X fam. Uh, no. Okay. Well, I don't want to confuse people too much. But as I was talking about the female families before, right? So that's mm -hmm. the, the tail female family line mom to her mom to her mom to her, so on and so forth. Well, there are designated family numbers and this family of Forte and Chocolate Gelato, they both belong to family 1X. Now, 1X can trace back to uh, Blue Hen Mare. Blue Hen Mare just means like a mare who has consistently been a source of quality, right? I think, so, okay, I, I think I can put this in just like an explain to sure. me like I'm four thing. Uh, if horses had last names, essentially, like yeah. this, this is the, the 1X, you know, family that you can trace all the way back. You know, you have all the, the horses that have their, their names, you know, but this is the way to be like a last name that you could tack on to explain yeah. that they come from this line of people. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Okay. And so the one- I learned point, something yeah, today. there you go. And, and it can be traced to the Blue Hen Mare, La Troyenne. Now, La Troyenne herself was not a great racehorse, but she has been a source of so many of our best uh, best racehorses. Um, I mean, just to rail off a couple names, you'll know, like Easygoers part of this family, Buckpasser is part of this family. Um, just a, a ton. I, I could go on, it would be like a tidal wave. And so I don't want to like get too much into the, the, the you know, uh, just how prolific it really and truly is. But um, suffice it to say that it's had a lot of success. It's had a, had a lot of success in the Breeders' Cup. Um, for example, Stephanie's kitten is a member of that. She won the juvenile fillies turf, and then she later won the Breeders' Cup filly and mare turf. Um, number to count. I mean, she she's one of the the members of the family. Now she herself uh, was Eclipse champion two year old filly, but that was back in 1971 before the Breeders' Cup even existed. Um, but she herself, number to count, did go on to produce Private Account, who is the sire. Of personal ensign. So while personal ensign is not part of that female family, she does have that influence from her dad. Now, going back to the family, specifically to the juvenile, uh, one of the juvenile winners from the family it was Rhythm back in the day. Uh, you also have recently uh, game winners part of the family, uh, essential quality, <laughs> Corniche, that's last year's winner, right? And now you've got Forte as part of this family and also Chocolate Gelato, as I mentioned before, both of these horses uh, owned in part uh, by Mike Rapoli, trained by uh, Todd Pletcher, Hall of Famer. And th this family, like I said, just so prolific, it's not surprising to see the success that both of these juveniles have had so far in their career. Uh, Forte now a two-time grade one winner. And if it weren't for the <laughs> existence of Cave Rock, 
I mean, Forte would be a horse that I would be looking at not only because I, you know, he, he is a two-time great winner, but because like, I just love like continuing the statistical data of success there. Right. Sure. Um, I, th- this feels like, I mean, it feels like a, a very like inside baseball kind of like, you know, super in the no kind, kind of tip. But the reason why I love this, this <laughs> bit, this factoid that you're giving me is that as we all know, Future Star Friday can be absolutely nut burger fucking crazy oh, yeah. with how, how it turns out. And so having this sort of like inside, like in the know, be like, okay, well, maybe this horse that's from this, this, you know, but the one, it, the, the one X's, you know, that could be a sneaky good price or something like that. But isn't that interesting when you think about, just think of that consistency just in the past few years, again, core niche, that's mm-hmm. 2021, essential quality, 2020. Uh, game winner was what? Was he 2018? 2018 or 2019, yeah. I think so. So, so I, I'm pretty sure there was a little gap. So I think it was 2018. So like right there, that's pretty nuts. I mean, just to have that many horses from that specific family do that well. Now, in particular with Forte himself, I should give a shout out. He's by Violence. Violence, I think a lot of people forget who aren't necessarily in the in the um, mm-hmm. pedigree side of it or follow that type of thing. I mean, obviously, when you see that Violence is a son of Medaglia Dioro, we know that name and we know how great that name is. But don't forget that Violence also comes from a really great female family too uh that includes like sky beauty and maple jinsky and dejour and all these great horses so he he was himself just a really well-bred horse and then forte is out of a stakes winner named queen caroline who is a daughter 2010's breeders cup classic champ blaine and then the family also as i already told you what this what this family has done he is very closely related to essential quality really and i won't get into how you know how exactly because i don't want to confuse everybody but uh he's also got uh folklore who was a breeders cup juvenile phillies champion there in the pedigree close up uh considering that folklore actually makes his page so again really well-bred horse again not a surprise he's done so well and as for chocolate gelato i mean she's super well-bred as well, I mean, she's my practical joke. We men- uh, mentioned Into Mischief earlier. Practical joke is a grade one winning son of uh, of Into Mischief. Um, this filly is out of special treat by Candy Ride. And I will say this because I think this is pretty cool. So her third dam, again, that would be her great grandmother, is Daydreaming by AP Indy. So not only was AP Indy a Hall of Famer, won the Breeders' Cup Classic. Um, so that's already cool from that perspective. But Daydreaming herself, she was a graded stakes winner. She produced Imagining, who won the grade one man of war. But then we're going to go even further. The great, great grandmother, that's the fourth dam, is Get Lucky. And Get Lucky, she herself uh, was a graded stakes winner, but a full sister to the aforementioned Rhythm, who won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Uh, Get Lucky also produced Girolamo. Uh, ex, uh, accelerator, not accelerate, but accelerator. And then she also get lucky, produced Supercharger, and Supercharger is the dam of Super Saver, who won the Kentucky Derby and who yeah. you know went on to have a stud career. And so, yeah, I mean, you've got so many big names in here. Other great one winners like Callback and Bluegrass Cat. So it's a very deep pedigree, and that black type matters. Once in a great while, once in a great while you'll get a horse who basically has no page and somehow, some way they overcome their pedigree and they end right. up being a, but by and large, the reason these horses with this type of page sell for the amount that they do is because of that consistency of class. I, this, 
I can't tell you just how much I've just like learned. And, it, and I know, I think I'm being 100% serious. I know I joke around a lot, but this is, that is one of the, just like the coolest little factoids. And I feel like, you know, kind of like a curtain's been pulled back a little bit for me for understanding things. And if I were to name the one X family, I would make them the Rockefellers. It's yeah. the Rockefeller line of horses, I but like it. the Jay-Z Rockefeller. <laughs> Here's well, the rock. If you want to check what, what, what family a horse belongs to the easiest way, if you don't, you know, if you just want to hop on the internet, is just go to pedigreequery.com. And at the very yep. top of any horse's pedigree that you look up, you'll see the family to which it belongs after the birth year of the horse. Get the, the, get the dosage and everything. I don't believe in dosage. D- no. You don't? Okay. Antiquated, throw it out. I feel bad for just over-Frenching something terribly by calling it the dosage. dosage. Ba- We're trying to go dressage. Yeah, well... There, I got a background in the liquor industry, and it's oh, like a, oh. sh- part of the sh- making champagne is the dosage, oh, I believe. I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what any of that meant. I just <laughs> made, made spreadsheets in in a place that sold liquor. Uh, nice. We're gonna take a quick break here at the Notorious OTB. When we get back, our own personal bloodstock agent Rinker Others is going to talk more about pedigree angles to look for this Future Stars Friday at. The Breeders' Cup at Keeneland. We will be right back. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning 250k plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player props, over-unders, or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the App Store to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Are you ever watching a movie and it's in subtitles because it's in a foreign language? You just think to yourself, damn it, if I just learned this foreign language, I could watch this movie instead of reading it. Well, if you're like me and there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school, it's never too late to start with Babbel. Babbel is a language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, finally cross learning that new language off your list. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps, they use AI for their same lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There's so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP for 55% off your subscription. Babbel is language for life. Welcome back to the Notorious OTV. 
We're talking about the first weekend in November, but we can't forget it's still October, which means we are still celebrating the month of Poppin' Locktober. I love it. It's a, but if you do the robot and you're not doing the like the arm swing mechanical the arm, arm swing, that, yeah, then you're just doing it wrong. Uh, as and I've offered this to all of my guests, so I don't know why I would stop now. You're more than welcome to join my pop and lock crew of the Heather Pop and Lock Leers. Okay, I'm in. So now that we've got the dancing out of the way, let's get back into some of these pedigree notes that Ren yeah. is so just just blowing my mind. She's teaching me things. She's doing a certain see. She's she's like the English teacher that that's like, I know you kids like rap, but let me tell you about a really cool rapper, William <laughs> Shakespeare. Yes, and yes. she just like blows your mind, gets you involved in pedigree. Uh, so another note that you had for me was talking about the the, the horse Oscar performance, yes. who's a relatively new sire. I mean, I guess not relatively very new sire. So yeah. what do you want to tell us about Oscar performance in regards to Future Star Friday? Well, going back to what I was saying before, I love when you see a horse who's won a, a division of the Breeders' Cup, and now they have their own progeny set up to hopefully follow in their hoof steps. And so one of the win in your ends that we had was the Castle and Key Bourbon Stakes. Um, that race itself is a mile on the 16th. I should mention that the juvenile turf is actually going to be a mile, so we're going to be cutting back. But... I do find it interesting. Okay, so Oscar Performance won the, uh, was what year was it? Uh, he won the 20, was it the 2014 or the 2016? I'm going to lose my mind right now. Um, this is the problem when you're like new sires, right? And like you, you want to remember. And he actually had a really good career because he went on to win the, um, later on, the Woodbine Mile and, and, and such. So let me go ahead and just double check my year here. So yeah, it was the 2016 Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. And so now he's got- a very talented horse in Lancaster Bomber. I'm just- That is correct. Absolutely. And so um, in the bourbon, he had, and the winner is, very cleverly named, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a win there for Susan Moulton, who, by the way, is married to Shane Sellers. That's really cool. She bred this horse and he is trained by the cat man, Wayne Catalano, whom I adore. Uh, so it was really cool to see them get that win. And he broke from the far outside, um, ended up the winning, getting the winning margin by two and three quarters under Flavian Pratt. Um, but like I said, we had not only this son of a Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf winner win, but then we had the runner-up, uh, uh, Deer District, run second. Well, actually, I should say, you know, he held on for a second. That horse, I thought, put in a really game performance. He was right there challenging the, the pace, and he ended up, like I said, maintaining that placing there. So I thought that was, again, pretty impressive. But as for, and the winner is himself specifically, um, like I will say that, you know, being a son of Oscar performance, it, well, again, it's not just specific to him. It, Deer District, again, is a son, too. Uh, but it's just not surprising to see this type of ability um, and this type of genetics being passed on to these horses. Because Oscar Performance, um, he himself is a son of 2004's champion grass horse, Kitten's Joy. He didn't win the Breeders' Cup turf, but he came close. It was better talk now. got the better room that day. But um, the other thing about Oscar Performance is his dam is a daughter of 
theatrical who did win the Breeders' Cup turf back in 1987. So you've got that right there with Oscar. And then in this case, uh, dear, uh, and the winner is rather, uh, she's, he's out of uh, a mare named Run Like the Boss, who's a daughter of Scat Daddy. Sadly, we've lost Scat Daddy. Um, mm -hmm. He's been prolific, great sire. We've seen the success of his sons, like No Nay Never, um, you know, that, who's having success as a sire now himself. Um, but the other thing I love about Scat Daddy is that he's a son of Johannesburg. And Johannesburg, undefeated in Europe as a two-year-old, they decided, hey, let's be game and let's uh, bring him over for the Breeders' Cup and try him on dirt and see what he can do. And he won. Yeah. So he ended that season undefeated. He was champion two-year-old here in America and overseas. Uh, this is in 2001. So I, I love that there. But then also going back to what the female family has produced itself, um, I will say this. So the Colts maternal great-grandmother is Satona. She was champion grass mare in Chile. The family also includes grade one winners, Al Gal, won the E.P. Taylor, and a horse who's still running right now, Ivar, uh, is part of this family. So he won the 2020 Shadowell Turf Mile that was ahead of a fourth place finish in the Breeders' Cup Mile. He bettered that placing in 2021. He got the show dough there at Del Mar. Uh, and we recently saw Ivar uh, in action in the Win in Your End Coolmore Turf Mile Stakes. Uh, he ran one and a half lengths back of Annapolis uh, in second. So it's a, it's a great family. It's a live family. And I just think it's really cool to see a horse like this show up for a past Breeders' Cup champion. You know, it's, it's really interesting because you got my, my kind of my wheel spinning with when it comes to like first crop successes for, for sires and everything. Mm -hmm. And I always wonder, is, it the, is a talented first crop more a product of excellent, you know, dominant genes from a stallion or is it uh, excellent matchmaking. Are we getting paired up with the, the perfect mares? And so we're just dropping super babies or, or do we just have, you know, super I mean, genetics? There, there's a lot that goes into it and that it's really hard to decipher because you have to figure a stallion. Listen by to large, me, by the way, breed a couple Zed run NFT horses and now ask questions like some sort of like I pretentious jerk. No, no, I love it. I mean, I, I think really it, it comes down to, um, and it's difficult to completely, completely tack it down, but you have to figure that if a stallion's going to stud in that first year, that farmer is going to try to get him the best book of mares they can possibly get. And as I told you before, generally speaking, you know, it's going to be the, the mares with the best families that are going to produce the best yeah. horses. So if you're getting that first book of mares to be as deep as you can possibly get it, because there's a lot of competition, right? Depending right. on what you're in, you know, a lot of times, obviously here in America, farms are more looking at, or breeders are looking at more supporting the, the dirt studs because they want a derby winner at one point, right? right? right. <laughs> Classic winner. So when you are seeing a horse like Oscar performance have the success and these horses are following suit with what, you know, we figure he was bringing to the table, right? It, it, it's really cool. So now with his situation, I'm wondering if we might even see him get a better book going forward. Um, and then some horses just completely like come out of left field in terms of what they'll do, like Dynaformer, right? I can't remember. He, he stood for something very small in the very beginning. And then he just started lighting it up. So people are like, oh, and then yeah. they started sending him really great mirrors. And so it all depends. But I mean, a, another example that would be Wooden Bassett, who... Um, uh, he was set at a very modest price overseas 
uh, to begin with. And had adorable floppy ears. <laughs> adorable floppy ears. I, I had none of that, actually. Uh, I, just, I just figured because he was Bassett like the hounds. That was my oh, guess. Oh, okay. I didn't get the joke. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm an idiot. You, it's okay. No, you are not responsible for my terrible jokes. Those are those fall 100% on me. I'm sorry I interrupted. Please continue. No, no, but I, I just, I know. But the, basically, I mean, just to keep from, you know, boring you all. Uh, it, it just really does come to uh, a stallion. If he's like super famous, like Flightline, he's probably going to get like an insane book of mirrors, right? An insane book of mirrors because not only has he done what he's done on the track, and I don't know when he's retiring, so I'm not announcing anything. I'm just saying sure. eventually whatever he does. Um, that the, the fact of the matter is, is not only has he done what he's done on track already, which is already impressive, so it doesn't even matter. I mean, if they run him in his four-year-old year and maybe he hopefully he continues that upward trajectory but if, even if he didn't you know he's done this and he's also very very well bred so he's going to get a great book of mares but then you'll have like these under the radar horses who have to prove themselves on their own if you watch football you need fubo tv fubo tv gives you complete coverage of all college and pro football with nfl red zone plus games in 4k at no extra charge over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FuboTV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V dot SGP. Now... What is Odds Trader? I'll be damned if it's not just a one-stop shop where you can compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes, the promotions from sports books to get the best deals. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. And it's also got a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activities. Listen. All this stuff, one place. Where does it where does it get better? It doesn't. Go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Odds trader, it's the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, so the next note that you had, we're just talking about more than ready as a sire and more than yeah. ready's prodigious run okay. as a Breeders' Cup sire. Maybe the best of all time. Uh what, what is it about more than ready that makes this this, you know horses family be so dangerous the first weekend in november i think really it's it's a combination of he can get you any kind i mean this is a horse he could get you i mean a, a horse who's running on dirt a horse that's running on grass a horse that can sprint a horse that can can route a, a horse that can win early that was and, my guess is you have to have a lot of versatility because yeah. you have so many different kinds of races and breeders cup it, the more entries the the more chances you have to win yeah. And so I, I really think it has a lot to do with that. Uh, it's sad. We, we just lost him not too long ago and he was still in service. He hadn't even been pensioned yet. Just fire so, bullets, man. Oh gosh. I mean, the, the <laughs> literal, well, I don't want to say literally, literally, but you know, in the flying <laughs> sense, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just but, yeah, capturing lightning in a bottle over and over again. Look yeah, at him go. Exactly. And so, I mean, with, with more than ready, um, I mean, just to put it in perspective here, I mean, 
most progeny wins the Breeders' Cup, as we just said. Seven, seven uh, various championship races won. More than real won the Juvenile Phillies Turf in 2010. Clough that same year won the Juvenile Turf. You had Regally Ready win the Turf Sprint in 2011. Roy H., he won the Sprint 2017-2018. Rushing Fall, the Juvenile Phillies Turf in 2017. And Uni won the Mile in 2019. I know those are all grass races, but again, more than ready has had horses win on anything. Um, and he's just, he's just a, he's, he was a cool horse and it's really sad. I mean, this is a big loss for the industry. You know, it feels like maybe there's some like later in life meaning to the name more than ready. The fact that the horse was still in stud, uh, mm -hmm. whenever, whenever it passed away at a very, uh, at a old age too. And by the way, since we've now done our, our lessons and whatnot, can you guess which family more than ready belongs to? Oh, so I feel like I know this off the top of my. Is it Smart Strike? No, no, Smart. Um, no, no. Oh, no, no, X, the one X family. Yes. Boom! Yes, there you go. So there's another example. That's right? why she's our bloodstock agent, folks. <laughs> but that's another example of what I've been talking about, and I, I just really, you know, when you're coming, when you already have a great sire line, because um, more than ready himself by Southern Halo by Halo, okay. Mm -hmm. And then you're you're then you're coming from that female family. I mean, it's not surprising to have that type of uh, prepotency. And so you had a couple little bonus fun sibling facts oh. for us for the. Oh, go ahead. But I did want to mention what that was in relation to with more okay. than ready. More than ready is the sire of Pleasant Passage. Who, okay. Yeah, who won the uh, Miss Grillo or Grillo, rather. I want to make the double L-O-Y. I don't know. At a price, too. At a big oh, price. Surprise. Uh, and Miss Grillo. So now she's two for two. Uh, part of what I love about this uh, scenario is because she's trained by Suge McGahee, and she was bred, and she's still owned by Emery Hamilton. And they've actually, Suge and Emery, have been teamed up, not only on this filly, but this filly's mom, her mom, other members in the family. It's a really great family. And it also has another connection uh, to uh, a horse that is um, going to be running in this year's uh, Breeders' Cup. But before I get to that, I just want to say that Pleasant Passage, her mom, Peaceful Passage, daughter of Warfront. And Peaceful Passage uh, herself is a half-sister to Hungry Island. And Hungry Island is by More Than Ready. So there we knew the female family worked well with More Than Ready because it produced this graded stakes winner in uh, Hungry Island, and that's you know the the logic that goes into you know when you're making these pairings. Mm -hmm. But another half sibling to Pleasant Passage's mom. Okay, so again, just be clear, Peaceful Passage is the mom. One of her other half siblings is Tokyo uh, Tokyo Time. Tokyo Time is the dam of Olympiad. Okay, that's a horse oh. I have had beat me a, a good couple times too. So. <laughs> So, I know that's a winning pedigree. So basically they're cousins, if we were looking at it like people. So Pleasant, Pleasant Passage and, and Olympiad are cousins, essentially, if, again. Yeah. Um, and so and Olympiad, for those who don't follow racing like we do, I mean, he's already picked up two births to the Breeders' Cup. Uh, he won the Stephen Foster and the Jockey Club Gold Cup. So it's interesting. I love seeing this sort of connection. Uh, and again, it just drives home the point about families and consistency you know the the thing that just feels cruel about olympiad was when he won the the jockey club gold you know jockey club gold cup at uh 
uh, at Saratoga was I was all over. Uh, I want to say it was Happy Saver in that race. All and right. heading into the turn, I felt like I had a really good shot. And then Olympiad took off in a way that was just like, yeah. I am personally just messing with you, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn. I was just luring you into a false sense of security before I blew up your hopes and it, your dreams. It became, yeah, it became personal, right? It, it's always personal. It's oh always personal God. for me. That's why when I give up on a horse, I always write it a breakup letter, a very thoughtful breakup <laughs> letter. Well, you know, at least you care enough to. That's right. Yeah. And I just, earnest. Yeah. I don't, and I don't do it through Facebook or anything. It's calligraphy. Um, oh, wow. I'm breaking so out the feather pen. I, uh, I jumped the gun That's a little cool. bit early. <laughs> yeah. I even with like a little ink, ink container. <laughs> I might even wear pantaloons. In a... Going back to the well, the ink well. I love it. Yeah, pantaloons, powdered wig, all of it. Um, <laughs> so I jumped the gun a little bit earlier. You oh, had some goodness. sibling fun facts. I do uh, have which, sibling fun facts. I mean, I always say for siblings, for every Bill Clinton, there's a Roger Clinton. Uh, <laughs> but these proved to be uh, better non-cocaine dealing um, oh. uh, siblings, apparently. I don't know. Can mm -hmm. horses sell cocaine? Is that something they can do? I feel as my bloodstock I, agent, you should know. Are I they able to? I do not think that they can sell cocaine, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's good to know. That's good to know. Um, but yes, go ahead. Sibling facts. What do you have for us? Well, I mean, I think this is kind of fun just from the top. Now, again, just to, just to make clear, make clear, in thoroughbred breeding, we don't consider a horse to be a sibling if they have just by virtue of having the same sire. We just don't. These studs breed so many mares and you'd be like, oh, I, he's his brother and she's his sister and blah, blah. You just can't do it. It's too much, right? So right. we only determine if they're um, a sibling via the mom. That being said, I do think it is interesting. And I don't know for sure who is coming over 100%. That's the tough thing when we're looking at the Euros. So once I have the declarations, then I will know, but I don't have that as of yet. But I do think it's fun that we have two really interesting Euros who are both by Dark Angel, and both of them have uh, full siblings who are very accomplished already. Uh, so, to, to, or well, one of them has a full sibling that's very accomplished already, and the other one is, let me just make sure that I'm not jacking it up for, uh, let's see here. For those who can't see, right now she's opening a secret passage, a secret uh, taking, passage. A, taking a torch and finding a very old, dusty book where she keeps no. all this amazing pedigree information. No, no it's a, they're both full siblings to their okay. siblings that I'm going to be talking about. So, okay. One of these horses is, we saw, we actually were on the show together when he won, and that's Mysterious Knight, who mm -hmm. uh, won the grade one summer. Just what is what is that percentage for Charlie Appleby now? Do you do you even know? Do you have it in front of you by any chance? Uh, it's something insane. I it's he's been on a tear with with horses that he's brought over this year. I would say of probably the last five to six entries that he's had, he's won every single one of them, and across multiple tracks. It's not just sending them to New York and winning. He's sending them to New York. He's sending them to Canada. He's sending them all over the place, and. uh I don't know. You, we were on the show where I got to take just two capital L's uh, <laughs> within like a, a five minute span from Charlie Appleby horses in, in two different locations. It was, it was, it was yeah, yeah. It, it was like losing on just both fronts. Completely. That's right. Because National yeah. Pride won in New York, and then uh, we had Mysterious Night win again this summer. You had yeah. Modern Games though, right? Like you didn't go against Modern Games in the Woodbine Mile, did you? 
Oh yeah, I did. Oh. Yeah, no, I did. It I was don't... it was very just hold my beer, watch this kind of handicapping. Like I, <laughs> hey y'all, no, I can be, I can beat Charlie Appleby twice. Come on, just hey, hold my bush light. Oh my gosh, that's so good. It's so good, but you know what? What, what are you gonna do? Uh, yeah. At least you took your shot. You no, paid you... for it, but you took it. So. Okay, going back to the full so modern games again, won the grade one summer while as we watched and you lost. And he was coming into the race well met. I mean, ton of experience already. He had already raced what, like five times, I think, going into there. Yeah, mm-hmm. five times going in. He was coming off a win uh in a group three in France. I'm not gonna even attempt to say the name. <laughs> but again, he's by Dark Angel, and he's a full brother to a multiple grade one winner in Alfica. Which, I mean, right there, again, class, we know, you know, it's obviously across a that works. Um, and I, the one thing I also do love is that his damn mistrusting is the daughter of Shamar Dahl. And a lot of people forget with him, Shamar Dahl, not only is he a son of Giants Causeway, but he's out of a full sister uh, to Street Cry, Shamar Dahl. Okay. So okay. it's kind of fun to see these pedigree lines in ways that you normally don't think of them, right? Sure. So that's that's one of the fun facts. I'm, I'm I I do think he will be coming back, Mysterious Night, uh, for that uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting because again, one of the things we should mention is with the Juvenile Turf at Keeneland, it's a two-turn mile. Yeah. When he won the summer, it was a one-turn, but he won it so easily that it's hard not to think, or it's hard to think that two turns is gonna, you know, be the end of like. Right. Um, so, so he, he's interesting from that perspective. And then we have another son of dark angel, uh, named the Antarctic. And this horse is actually a full brother to champion sprinter Batash. I think that's super cool. Um, and not only that, I mean, this is a horse I would think if he's coming over, I don't know if he is, um, he's put a, he put in two really strong runner up performances to one of the best two-year-olds over there in Europe. Um, he got beaten two lengths in the um, in the middle part stakes last out to Blackbeard, uh, who son of uh, the aforementioned No Name Never, who is okay. again No Name Never, son of Scat Daddy. You see how it's all connected? Yeah, it's all. <laughs> we, we need to break out the 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 pictures and the yarn and just really exactly. Map and he had run second to Blackbeard the start prior and by the same margin uh, in the. Uh, Darley Primornie, but this is a really nice horse. I think if they bring him, I don't know if they would point him to the juvenile turf or if they would point him to the juvenile turf sprint. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, I do think that this is a horse to just maybe keep your eye on if he comes because uh, he obviously has pedigree and he's been up against some t- stiff competition there. Well, they call it the Breeders' Cup, that should have been your first clue that you needed to get the pedigree information that we had for you, courtesy of our Notorious OTB Prime Plus executive bloodstock agent, Ms. Rink, or others. Boom. Thank you for coming. Seriously, I, I actually learned a ton. I learned Hi. a ton. The one X thing is just like I'm gonna I'm gonna drop that like anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. Like <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna roll into like a Marshalls with an exchange. Be like, hey, did you know like the One X family? Was, they call it the One X because it traces back. It's how they no big deal. Just I'm gonna swap these out for another pair of socks. Um, 
Oh man, I love it. I, you know what? I'll say this really quickly because I know we are already like about a minute or two over what we thought it was going to be, which shouldn't surprise either one of yeah, us. Yeah, we are. We already knew. Yeah. <laughs> and the graciousness cannot be stopped. But uh, I, I remember years ago on Twitter, and I'm not going to say who it was because I, I I really enjoy this person. But I remember somebody putting out a tweet about like, does pedigree really matter? And I wanted to be like what and they went on one of the arguments they were trying to make was uh, you know just because I, I forget who it was like michael just because michael jordan is this insane athlete doesn't mean mm -hmm. that his you know brothers or sisters are going to be uh you know supreme athletes too and i'm like well okay first of all <laughs> we're not breeding people to breed athletes sure we're specifically yeah. looking for traits to breed yeah. into the horses <laughs> so first of all the analogy is completely you know irrelevant yeah. But uh, yeah, I just think it was funny. Yeah, so the answer is yes, pedigree matters. To take it further to a point, obviously, when yeah. you know when they haven't run yet, or they're you know now they're trying something new, then we look at it again. But yeah, it, it matters. It does. There's a reason people spend the money they spend on certain horses in the book. It's just a it's a way to kind of like clear up the fog where you look like you have absolutely no information. It's you do have information. The yeah. information is pedigree and it can give you a clue. I mean, your clues aren't always going to be right. I've seen enough, uh, you know, documentaries about wrongly convicted people to know yeah. that cl clues don't always get it right. But at the same time, I mean, it's better off than just firing from the hips and being like, oh, okay, well, this guy does this, I guess. I don't know. Exactly. Um, so we really appreciate Ren coming in. Uh, I'm, I want to make a big purchase at auction uh, pretty soon. So I'll be getting in touch with you. What can I get for about $350? Yeah. We'll talk about that later. All right. So uh, exciting maybe, stuff. Uh... <laughs> exciting stuff coming to the Notorious OTB. We're changing up our format a little bit. We're going to start going to three shows a week where Monday we'll be taking a look into, uh, you know, we'll be doing our Breeders' Cup thing and then we'll be doing a lot more before the road to the Kentucky Derby. Wednesday is going to be our live bankroll Wednesdays where we kind of talk. I have a guest. We come on, talk about how we're going to invest $100 in a card and how we're going to make our bankrolls fat for our Friday show where we make our horizontal plays, our pick fives, picks fours for the weekend. So you guys got to check it out. All sorts of content going to be coming to you from Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Give us a follow. Uh, we're on Twitter at Notorious underscore OTB. Uh, review us. Subscribe on uh, all your various podcast things. And run, man, thanks. Thanks again. It's always – I always have a blast. I was telling – we were talking earlier. We we're like, we both like to talk. Like if you were to rent this <laughs> from Blockbuster, it would be a two taper. I, I love the emoji you sent when I said, oh, well, you know, I can talk. And you sent the emoji back saying, do you know me or have yeah. you met me? Have you met me? This is what I do. <laughs> exactly. I love but, it. Yeah. So we will catch you next time on the Notorious OTV. Get ready. Our Breeders' Cup runneth over. <laughs>